0: RadioInfluence.com
1: This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host. He's back Justin Watson, Uh, we are coming off of a a big fight weekend, Justin, and uh, it was Valor 59, and it all went down at Smoky Stadium. It was uh, an eventful evening. We are going to uh, jump into that here a little bit later with a full recap uh, with our picks panel. And we're also going to uh, start diving into some Valor 60 talk. Uh, This evening, we've got uh, our first guest from that show that will be joining us. We're going to talk to Arthur Walcott Cissé here in just a few uh, and get his thoughts on his fight with Deshaun Middleton coming up. Justin, my man, it's been too long. How are you?
2: Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been a minute. Doing good, man.
1: How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We made it through this outdoor stadium show against all odds. Um, you know, uh, basic thoughts on that, man, you were there judging you, uh, you, you saw the roller coaster that it was, uh, just getting to start that thing with the weather. But, uh, you know, we, we all persevered. It was a team effort and we, uh, we got that bad
2: boy done. Yeah, man, it's been something that's kind of been talked about for a long time and the weather's always, you know, what held us back, I guess. But, um, it looked cl- Everything looked like it was going to be the perfect day, you know. I was thinking, man, it's going to be hot for these guys, you know, in the early fights, and then just out of nowhere, the storm came and pushed us back. But it ended up being perfect, man, with the lights at the stadium and you know the temperature was great, the atmosphere was great. It was uh, it turned out to be a good night. Great vibes for sure.
1: We will uh, we'll dive into all that and uh, recap all those fights here in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's jump on the line with our guest this evening, Arthur Walcott Cisse. All right, on the line, we have got professional, lightweight, mixed martial artist, Arthur Walcott Cisse, joining us tonight. He's getting ready to return to the cage. Coming up in about two and a half weeks now, it's going down at Valor 60, and that is June the 7th at the Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. Arthur, how's it going tonight?
3: Man, I'm doing great. Just really excited about this fight, you know? I've been been out for a minute, so, you know, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, man, that'll that'll kind of dump us right into our our first topic of conversation. You know, uh, it's been a it's been a, looks like a, looks like we're we're rolling up on nearly two years uh, since you last yeah. fought. You know, your last time out, you did uh, you got the win uh, out in North Carolina. Uh, and before that, you know, the year before that, you'd competed fairly steady, um, and uh, the two times in 2016. But then before that, only one time in 2014, one time in 2013. You know, so it's been a little sporadic. I know that you are a highly decorated grappler, so you're out there doing a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments. Um, you know, and so does that have anything to do with uh, you know taking some time off? You know, you're all you're also focused on uh, you know your jiu-jitsu and grappling. Uh, you know, is it a situation where uh, you're you're maybe uh, that is your First priority, and then like MMA is kind of on the side, or is it just, no,
3: just not, a, not, a, not at all? Not at all. MMA is my dream and my first love. It's just so that I'm not as fortunate as most fighters to be fighting regularly like I would like to. So it's sure. just like I try to keep myself busy. I've been even though I haven't been fighting, I've been coming to practice three or four practices a day, different, different, uh, different schools just trying to get, a, get good work in. MMA is my first joy and love. I'm just doing it because, um. If I don't have a fight, I need something to look forward to. So I, I go to uh, I put myself in a fight by going to a jiu-jitsu competition because then I know I can pick one every month. You know, I'm I'm not, it's not as fortunate with MMA.
1: Sure. Well, I'm I'm excited to see you back in there, man, because uh, you know you've uh you you definitely uh, you know had a lot of success uh in the Valor Cage as well as in grappling, uh, jujitsu uh, competitions and whatnot. Uh, for the for our listeners out there that are you know kind of meeting you for the first time here, I guess let's start by giving a little bit of background about yourself. You know, you're a transplant to our area here in Tennessee, originally out of the uh, you know the I'm, well you're from the D.C. area, right, or Maryland, Baltimore DG, area, yeah, Maryland, D.C. Yeah, okay. So, so uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your background there. Uh, you know, you've shown a lot of really good wrestling, aside from your jujitsu. You know, any sort of, uh, you know, background in that regard that, that kind of uh, prefaced your uh, your MMA career?
3: I'm going to break it down like this, man. I've been fighting since I was a little kid, right? Um, I started with wrestling. I grew up in New Jersey, so wrestling is my base. I um, went to Howard University. From Howard University, after I graduated, I needed something else to do. So, um, I met Master Lord Irvin, you know, and I've been training with him ever since I started my, uh, MMA career with him. All my amateur fights were him. No, two of my amateur fights were, uh, Master Lord, so I moved to Tennessee to kind of focus solely on, uh, MMA. MMA is my dream. Um, it's, it's, it's it's a passion of mine. I, I kind of put everything on the back burner to, to make it a career, you know? Um, I'm just excited to fight, man. I'm just excited to fight. I'm, I'm, I'm excited it's finally happened. Like, earlier this year, I had to call from Bellator. I was supposed to fight um, a well-known uh, BJJ Black up. That didn't go my way. He didn't He didn't sign a contract. He didn't want to fight. So, I mean, that was my opportunity. I look at this one as my next big opportunity. So, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing. I'm training. Um, I haven't fought in two years, but I've been I've been actively training. I've, I've trained with guys that fight regularly. So, it's kind of frustrating you. frustrating, you know? I'm hungry, man. I just see my rib cages. You guys are fat. You know. what, <laughs> now, what brought I'm you meddling
1: down to what, what brought you down to Tennessee? Uh, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what? Do uh, you, you have other family here in Tennessee? Uh, I you know, did
3: actually. I did. I did. Um, I have children, and, and my sister was staying here, so it's kind of like a big change. My sister needs my help, so I came over here to help her, and it was also a good fit for my children because you know Tennessee is big on children and education. Oh, yeah. Is, is, is A-1. it's a A-1, one. It's a one. You know, and um. I knew Old Vince St. Pru, He kind of helped me out As far as like finding a gym to train at um, Also I also trained at Gracie's Baja um, Samuel helps me out As well as far as my jiu-jitsu So it was a good fit You know I love it down
1: here Absolutely man And uh, you know You're training with a bunch of killers there Like you mentioned Let's talk a little bit about uh, This fight you got coming up You're going to be uh, Taking We're about two and a half weeks out Now at this point uh, You say you should be getting down to You know The the Your hell, your hell week It should be coming soon For training camp Um you're taking on Deshaun Middleton. You know, he's an athletic guy out of South Carolina. Uh, he just made his pro debut back in January. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that comes to bang. You know, you're 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 pegged pretty much uh, you know, mainly as a grappler, um, you know, with lots of wrestling and, uh, and jiu-jitsu prowess. He is uh, the opposite. You know, he's a Muay Thai guy. He's got several um, amateur bouts uh, in Thai. And uh, he's a guy that's going to want to keep it standing. So uh, give us your thoughts on Deshaun Middleton. And, you know, what can we expect here? Is it going to be? You know, you've, you've obviously shown a proclivity uh, to to grapple in your your fights in the past. Now, in the you know, it's been a couple years almost since you've been in there. Have you been working on your striking? Is that something we may see a little bit of?
3: You know what it is, man. I've been working on my striking a lot. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He's a Muay Thai guy. He's a tough guy. I'm looking really, I'm really, I'm really excited to, to face up with him. But in terms of, I'm not, I'm not really afraid that. I'm not really afraid or worried about it. You know, I'm just kind of more so excited. To see what's going to happen, there. you're going to have to show up, man. I'm, I'm selling tickets, Tim. Oh, to yeah, see, no to doubt. See the MVZO, to see to see what I'm going to do, you're going to have to show up, and you're going to have to come and see. My question <laughs> to you is I can make that happen for you, man. You know, Absolutely. I'm selling tickets out here. I'm selling <laughs> tickets out here. It's going it's, it's to be a star-studded event. We're going to put on a good show.
1: I'm excited I'm say, for it, man. I, I, I'm thinking that we're going to see uh, We're going to hopefully start seeing you a lot more often now, too, you know, man, uh, man, in, that's, in that's, a, regular, a regular stream of fights going. That's
3: that's 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 my main focus. My main focus is to put on a, a hell of a show and build a better fan base and sell as many tickets as I possibly can. That's the goal. That's the goal. You know, fighting is the fun part. Fighting yeah. is the fun part.
1: Now you said you're a man of many talents, and speaking of fun, you're also uh, you also uh, dabble in the music industry. Uh, you know you, your alter ego, your DJ bout it. Let's talk, talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, you know what a, you know. Talk about your uh, you know your entertainment uh, career as well.
3: Man, look, I, I was, I'm a tour DJ. I, I've been touring since I was in college. I've been touring since 2007. I just toured uh, with a artist named Jay Holiday. I'm on NBC, I was on the radio. I was a radio DJ as well. I kind of dropped all of that to kind of focus on M- MMA. You know, even on tour, I used to tell my audience, "I'm like, man, I'm really an MMA fighter. The DJ thing, that's like my, that's my Clark Kent. You know, right? That's, just, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm Superman for real. But the name Bout it, man, it really means something. It's just not really just a, a, a flashy DJ name. Bout it means I'm ready. It means I'm not gonna back down. I'm, 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 re- I'm, ready for the odds. I'm, I'm, about breaking odds. I'm, 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 ready, man. That's, that's what the word bout it means. That's why I just kind of chose that name for myself. Cause I've always been bout it, you know what I'm saying? I've always been uh-huh. ready to compete. i have always been ready to, to dab it in anything. That's what the name bout it means. You know, hey, I can it just it, sounds man. cool.
1: No doubt, no doubt. You're you're going to show these guys uh, you're you're about it here uh, in just uh, in just a couple more weeks, bro. Um, before we wrap up, uh, I also noticed on your social media that uh, uh, your your offspring competed for the uh, for the first time here recently, and uh, you you were talking about how excited you were to see your your kid out there on the mats. Uh, talk a little bit about that.
3: Oh man, they, I mean. My kids, my my kids are my biggest inspiration because they've been in the gym with me from day one. So I feel like it's, it's about time that I make it to the to the next level and showcase how, how what they've been grinding with me for for this long. You know, they want to see their daddy on the main stage. You know, what I'm saying that's really that's that's what I'm working for. That's my short term goal. My short term goal is to make it to, to the big show, preferably by September this year. At the end of, by by September, I want to be one in six. I want to have six fights, and I want I want to build up my following and hopefully get a get a um get an opportunity to compete at the contender series uh Pfl uh, uh one championship any one of the big rosters i want to just showcase what i've been working on all these years yeah i haven't been yeah, yeah I'm not as active i'm one one as a pro but I'm in the gym man I, I as guys that that's fortunate to to be active as as, as many times as they want i come they come in my gym and then I make them look like <laughs> i have fun with them man it's 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 a good session you know well, I can tell you, you know, I I was
1: uh, on uh, in the middle of of the attempts there to try to try to get you into that Bellator slot there, and uh, I can tell you this, you know, you're not a, you're not a real easy guy to match because. Guys will look you up and, you know, you don't have that big record yet at just one and one. So guys are like, man, this this uh, this dude is going to be freaking tough. You know, this is going to be a hard fight. Is the juice worth the squeeze, if you will? You know, so uh, at be, you know, with it's a one and one guy that could very well kick my ass, you know. And so uh, that that right there uh, is a testament, you know, to to your uh uh, you know, your abilities and, and, and essentially what people can, can find out about you by just Googling <laughs> you, they can see, you know, you're a stud, man, you're put together, you know, you're athletic, you're aggressive, uh, you're and skilled on top of it. And that is, uh, you know, those are all attributes that, uh, a lot of guys have, you know, one of those, but to be able to put them all together, that's a, that's a whole nother thing. And so, you know, we, we won't name names or whatever, but yeah, you're right. A, a very highly decorated grappler, you know, turned you down and he, he knew you, Some he didn't know you, but maybe knew you brother uh i think maybe no
3: no, no. the thing about him is we we have a little bit of history because um i was uh okay when i was a blue belt i won abu dhabi i was a, i was the abu dhabi champion so like uh it was uh, i think it was i have to say 2014 i was i was trying for another another one at the abu dhabi uh-huh. so they had it they had the trials in um oh i think it was, it was in tampa it was in tampa and i was i was i was fighting against his brother his little brother he has a little brother right uh-huh. So at the time, I was—I just got off, of like, my, I had, like, a I did, long story short, his brother didn't score any points. We, it was it was like kind of like a stalemate. Nobody scored any points, you know? But mm-hmm. um, AJ, AJ's kind of favored with the refs, and he kind of talked to the ref, and the ref kind of voiced, I mean, sided for his brother. His brother wound up winning the match and continue or whatever. So after the match, my coach pulled over to the side, and said, like, well, how did you get the point? Did you score? He, he's like, no. Nah. It was kind of like a, a, a scramble situation, where nobody scored, but if you were to look at it, I had I had the dominant position, you know. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I could, um, I couldn't, um, I, cu- I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the takedown fully. He shot it on me, and I reversed it. It was kind of just stuck there. Right. They came into the net, looked at the ref. The ref voiced for his brother. So I, I me and him haven't met like I've seen him in competition. We haven't spoken anything like that, but just that with that one situation. So he, I mean, I'm pretty sure he know who, who I am. He reached out to my jiu jitsu coach. I know that for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and but at the end of the day, you know, uh, unfortunately, you didn't get that opportunity like we were hoping. But I, yeah. I, I'm positive that you know you, you keep you keep your nose down and you keep uh, keep grinding out there, man. I, I'm, I'm confident you're going to get that call.
3: But you know what? You're giving me opportunity, and I'm grateful for it. You know, what I'm saying fighting challenges gives me opportunity. I'm grateful for it. These other guys that I haven't fought for two years, they gave me more. T- they gave me two years to get better. They gave me two years to work on my striking. They gave me two years to work on my mental game. 'Cause MMA is it's it's ninety nine percent mental game. You know, like my first my first fight in Valor, that was my first pro fight. I was nervous, you know? I was nervous. I was nervous. I didn't feel comfortable till like the last the last like the last round. That's why I started feeling comfortable, it was too late. At that time I'm I was I'm still starstruck. Now I feel like I'm a little bit more calm, you know? I can go in there and do what I have to do and be comfortable. Yeah, you know, um, the guy I'm fighting, he's a he's a stand up fighter. People look at me as primarily a grappler, but this, I've I've done Muay Thai as well too. I just haven't competed in Muay Thai on on, on the circuit, but I've done Muay Thai in in, uh, in Maryland. I'm, I'm a stand-up fighter here. I mean, Eric one of the best coach. He's the one of the best coach I've ever worked with. You know, he's yeah. helping me out and it, it, it leaps and bounds, man, leaps and bounds. I'm kind of the, the reason why I can feel how my my technique, my um, my skills is growing because I I got guys that actually fight. I have like Muay Thai guys that come to our gym to come spar and they 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 can't. They can't do nothing with me. You know what I'm saying? So for somebody somebody to come to my gym that specializes in in stand-up but can't go tit-for-tat with a wrestler, it's kind of crazy, and I'm not even wrestling. I'm not even wrestling. My coach has to tell me, we want you to put him down. You're a wrestler. We want you to (laughs) grapple. You know what I'm saying? (laughs)
1: Well, man, no, I was I, mean, I was pumped. I'm, I was pumped for this fight, you know, but when we started this call and now I'm like super freaking pumped for it. Uh, man, I'm su- super excited to see your your development over over the past year and a half. Uh, when you step back in there in just a couple of weeks uh, before we let you go, man, I'm gonna let you get some shout outs where they're due. Any any kind of love you want to give uh, training partner, sponsor, love, uh, friends, family, man, you man, know, I, the I, ring. I
3: want to I, I want to I shout out my my, my camera crew. I also want to shout out Frankly's Body Shop. They, they, they transformed me into a freaking silverback gorilla. Like, I'm so strong. I went to my last competition and I literally picked the guy off the mat. I felt so dominant. I wrestled up at the division. You know, I want to shout out Frankly's Body Shop. I want to shout out Gracie Barr. And I want to shout out Cameron, man. I want to shout out my my, my boys, my twins. They keep, they, they keep me motivated and they keep me hungry. I'm, I'm looking at my rib cages right now. I'm trying to get fat, Tim. I'm trying to get these matches out the way so I can get fat. You know, I hear you man and where can our fans find you you know I want
1: to get your social media following up more and more where can they find find you on uh, social media
3: I mean on Instagram man, I go by the name at DJ Boutit You goes at, at sign DJ B-O-U-T-I-T um, on Facebook you gotta spell out the word DJ D-E-E-J-A-Y Boutit B-O-U-T-I-T man I'm a man of many talent man, you might see me telling comedy one day you know <laughs> and man, like I said that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's, that's my number one right now I'm I'm putting everything to the side to to make this a, a career, and you guys are helping me, and I appreciate it.
1: I love it, man. I love it. You heard it here first. This is a guy to keep an uh, an eye out for, folks. Arthur Walcott Cissé. He's returning to the Valor Cage on uh, June the 7th, about two and a half weeks out. You'll see him taking on Deshaun Middleton. Be sure you check it out. Hit him up for tickets and uh, follow him on social media as well. If you can't be there live uh, in person, you can watch this uh, around the world on Flow Combat. So uh, make sure you check it out. Arthur, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks a lot,
1: Tim. Have a good day. All right. And now for our main portion of the program, it is a Valor 59 recap featuring our picks panel from last week. Joining us once again, it's going to be Greg Hopkins, cut man, Marky four fingers, Mark Laws, as well as the man on the mic, Jeff Hobbs. Guys, uh, it was uh, it was a wild weekend at Smoky Stadium. It was one of those uh, one of those hairy ones. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, it was it was a nice sunny day all day long. Uh, the rain, I, you know, I'm on my weather app all day. It's uh, checking in about ten percent, fifteen percent most of the day. It's looking great. It's clear. It's hot as fuck. Uh, you know, everybody's sweating their ass off out there, and there's hardly a cloud in the sky. And then uh, about oh, 30 minutes where we're supposed to start, that rain chance bumps to about twenty five thirty. 35%. And it's obvious it's coming and it definitely came. But, uh, man, I tell you what, everybody stuck it out. We, uh, we ended up having a rain delay. Why, you know, why not at a baseball park? And, uh, we got that thing rolling anyway. We fought late into the evening, but, uh, we all fights were a go. It cooled it down to where it was just, you know, a, a pleasure to be outside at that point instead of, you know, the heat that we feared. And, uh, man, it ended up being a great night. Uh, we're going to break it down uh, here uh, now, as we as we do every time that we have a show. Uh, of course, our picks panel uh, coming into um, this event. Uh, Greg Hopkins was our leader. And uh, he was eleven and one uh, with his record coming into this. With Mark and Jeff both tied a couple behind him at nine and three. And uh, we we started off. We had an amateur card seven fights, and, and somehow, some way, from the picks um, panel last week to fight card, we didn't lose any fights. So everything. Everything was on and a go. Uh, we started it off with a bang. We had a couple debuters out of Georgia that, that really put on a show for the crowd to, to open us up. It was uh, Anthony Rivera out of American Top Team in Gwinnett, Georgia. He was making his debut against Cam Wallace, who uh, was also making his debut out of Team Octopus in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Uh, that Both guys were, as we mentioned last week, kind of tag-alongs with their pros that were fighting later on the card. And, man, they put on a great show. Cam Wallace is He's a he's a beast. You know, he is put together at 135. He's he's just a big athletic strong guy. And uh you know Rivera uh super good scrambles, very good wrestling, just tenacious and going for the back. It was a it was a back and forth fight. Um in the third round, I think officially we got called it was uh it was a rear naked choke, I believe, uh submission win for Anthony Rivera. He moves to 1 and 0. Oh. And uh, you know, he he picks up uh he picks up a win over a very tough debut opponent. Uh, nothing to hang his head over. Uh, Cam Wallace was in that fight every step of the way. Uh, we did get uh, we had a point deduction in in the. Uh it was the second or third round. A point deduction. Uh, the referee Chris Bond. He had warned uh, Cam Wallace a couple times about grabbing the cage, and and finally he he grabbed the cage, and, and it was a, a pretty gross one. In that you know I mean he straight pulled himself up. Um, and Chris uh, Bond, the ref, he heard he heard some uh, the boo birds out of the crowd uh, when he did that. Obviously, uh, Rivera's fans weren't happy with it. I'll defend Chris here. I'm sorry, Wallace's fans uh, weren't happy with it. I'll defend uh, Chris here. And, and say it was the right call. I'd heard him warn him uh, leading up to that, and it was uh, a very egregious um, uh, uh, infraction of the rules. Uh, with, you know, he, he straight you know, pulled himself up by the cage. It changed uh, where the fight was at the time. That said, uh, great showing still from Cam Wallace. Really love to have both these guys back. Rivera's a guy that's going to give everybody trouble Immediately, even at 1 0, he's very highly tied to coming into this. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on this one? For the record, all three of our picks panel took Rivera, all three correct.
4: Greg. Uh, Rivera impressed me with his wrestling. And uh, what we've, you know, I said, I mentioned that, you know, Diego speaks highly amongst everybody. Well, he wasn't lying about Cam Wallace. So, dude, that's a big 135. And uh, that that 0 1 record now is really suspect because. The guy who's fights him next, who thinks he's, you know, he's that one one he can't win. They're going to have some trouble on their hands here because that Wallace kid was <clears throat> giving Rivera everything he wanted and more. With every bit of one thirty five, uh, but Rivera, you know, with the coming out of American Top Team, you know, he's got that. He's got that look every day from different guys, like you know, like the Cody Erden and uh, there's a bunch of them down there. So he's he's got that kind of look every day. He's got this. Uh, I think that Cam Wallace's stand-up game was a, a little bit better than uh, Rivera's uh, takedowns aside, but like you said about uh, the cage grab, and I agree with that too. But uh, overall, to start us out, uh, it was pretty hard to actually top that one, you know, coming out of the, out of the gates. I enjoyed that fight.
1: But you know, I I was thinking when I was making the lineup, I was like, you know, I I had a feeling those guys were really going to bring it. I wanted to pop the crowd, you know, good and early there uh, with a a good action fight, not to mention I anticipated it being super hot when they fought. And so I wanted a couple of guys that I knew would be in shape and not die out there, you know. Anyway, moving on. Bout number two, light heavyweights. Uh this one was a banger while it lasted. Uh we had Justin Emmons taking on Gabriel Atkinson, the debut of both of these fellows, uh Justin out of Fusion Martial Arts in Heldwood, Tennessee. Um uh, Gabriel Atkinson uh, out of a Knoxville Martial Arts Academy in Knoxville. Uh, these guys went at it back and forth. Uh, you know, Emmons, I, I think, you know, a lot of people on paper thought Atkinson would have a, would have a sizable uh, advantage in this fight. But this was a good one. It was back and forth. Emmons acquitted uh, himself well. But then he, he got, um, man, I, you know, I, I, I feel like he, he may have slipped a little bit on uh, one of the pieces of vinyl. Uh, and at at the same time that that, uh, that Atkinson was throwing, you know, a punch at him. And so he, he went down and uh, he ended up, um, I think he, man, I think he might have hurt his foot or his ankle or some such uh, in, you know, slipping there. And there it, it was a little bit of a question there either way. Uh, Mark, I'll go to you on this one. Um you were there for it, and probably could tell us a little better than than any of us uh, know uh, how that one uh, how that one played out. For the record, uh, both Mark and Jeff had Emmons, uh, whereas Greg had Atkinson. So Greg uh, pulls ahead by one there uh, with the Atkinson pick. Mark, crazy
5: cheating motherfucker, man. What can I say? <sighs> as far as the fight goes, man, Dave Gabriel- Looked impressive. I knew that they they were strong behind him, and he's a good looking kid. I don't know about the most eligible bachelor in Knoxville or nothing, but you know he's still. Uh, he's, it was game game. Uh, both of them ended up bloody. Uh, it was a great fight. Uh, there was the end. Up, it did look like Evans rolled his ankle, and it was kind of suspect after that. But you know, I mean, for Gabriel got out there and that his debut fight, I thought it was a great one for him. I thought that that it showed it, that he persevered through through getting hurt a little bit and bled out on the cage a little bit, and. Uh,
1: more from two light heavyweights. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And for the record, that fight was stopped, uh, called a TKO at 35 seconds into the second round. Um, the um, The next fight was heavyweights. Uh, we had Big Dale Dodds, big time Dale Dodds, and he had a big time crowd, cheering section there for him at Smoky Stadium. They were wild, they were chanting. Uh, chanting his name. Uh, he was uh, one on one coming in this one against the, the debuting Robert Davis. Uh, now Davis, uh, uh purportedly have several uh, bouts uh, that were not listed, non sanctioned fights in Indiana. Uh, but uh, for the record, he was making his debut. And uh, Dale Dodd's just too much. Uh, he's afraid trained, uh, of aggression. Uh, he gets uh, the first round ground and pound TKO, moves to two and one, and he's a guy that uh, I'd like to see, uh, stay more active and, and, uh, start moving up the ranks of the heavyweight division. Uh, Jeff Hobbs.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's what you could expect from heavyweights. I mean, uh, didn't last long, you know, uh, you know, one good punch will do it. Um, you know, I was more impressed. Like you said, uh, Dale Dodds is definitely a self promoter. Um, you know, he made sure I didn't get up in that case without knowing that his name was big time. Oh yeah. And, uh, wanted to make sure that that was uh say so had a great crowd there. So, yeah, I was impressed. You know, uh, a guy one and one, uh, just starting out as an amateur, that he's doing well promoting himself, doing well making sure that his friends, family, and fan base uh, follow him around. So that's that's going to take him places early in his career here. Um, you know, getting with uh, getting promoters to uh, to you know getting their attention and getting on cards, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, he comes from uh, that area that we talk about that no man's land, if you will, that Interstate 81 corridor, Morristown, Newport, Greenville. You know, he's from Greenville. You know, and it, you really, it's the it is that area between Knoxville and the Tri Cities where a lot of uh, guys kind of go unnoticed. And so, you know, he's got a good look, got a good fan base. Definitely excited to see him uh, back in action soon. I think you could probably uh, anticipate seeing him back in the cage in July. Um, Moving on next, we had a catch weight of 195 pounds. It was Alex Lewandowski taking on Chris Lowe. Uh, Alex Lewandowski coming in at 1-0 at a Newport Combat Club. Uh, before, before I get on to this one, all three of our panelists uh, picked, correctly picked Dale Dodds. Um, Uh, Lewandowski was taking on Chris Lowe, the head instruction for NUMA martial arts in Johnson City. It's the first time we'd seen anyone uh, coming out of that gym. Uh, Put together, man, you know, he's a shorter guy, but really thick, uh, you know, muscular guy, strong Lewandowski, uh, you know, a game dude, though. Super strong hitter, super good, uh, super good chin on top of it. And he was just... uh, just too much uh, for Lowe, uh, you know, it, it just just too much aggression again. And he was able to kind of overwhelm him. Uh, I don't think that Lowe ever went down. Uh, they called it a TKO. Um, but uh, I think he was kind of like out for a minute standing, you know, and then Chris Bond stepped in and called that one. And it was it was a great call. Like he was starting to, to get, you know, lit up a little bit. And Lewandowski is a hitter. So, um, you know, the bond uh, erred on the side of caution and Alex Lewandowski moves to two and zero, and he's about to move down to one eighty five. And I'm excited uh, to see him back in the valor cage uh, and starting. You know what I'd like to see is Lewandowski and Tank Wilson. That's uh, they're both two and zero now, and that's that would be that would be a fun one. Uh, let's go to Greg.
4: I'll who who took who in this? I think I took Low.
1: Okay, yeah. Let me let me say that real quick. Sorry, I keep I keep messing that up. Mark actually had Lewandowski, and he was the only one with Lewandowski. What, uh, what? Jeff and Greg mm-hmm. both love. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, Alan yeah, he came out there firing off, and he didn't stop. Uh, he, he he didn't quit once he started connecting. And then he smelled blood. He just came for the tag, and uh, Low. Uh, he got rocked a few times in the cage, and you're right. He was a standing. He was standing, walking dead. He was a zombie for a second there, and uh, you know, and ref jumped in and saved him there. And I didn't. I, I agree with the stop. Uh, uh, I agree with the stoppage, and uh, I hate that low. Lo lost it for me because I'm uh, I'm still after that. After that money, but uh, congratulations <laughs> to Alex. And uh, I'd like to see him and Tank go at it. That'd be a, that'd be a good fight. Yeah, fun one. No, no doubt.
1: Moving on to our next one. This is uh, uh, one of those late uh, notice ones. Uh, Chris Buttry taking on Drew hosts, And, uh, you know, th- this is two characters. You know, Buttry's a guy we're familiar with, uh, you know, a lot of talent and uh, just doesn't always put it together out there, you know, and coming off, uh, coming off some losses. Um was overweight and had to cut a lot of weight the day before. You know, he really put himself through the ringer the day before to get down as low as he could. Uh, Drew Tournerhus coming in with uh, maybe oh, six days' notice, give or take, but game as they come, man. I mean, this guy is uh, he's a wild man and the blue angel. Uh, Drew Chornahus, uh, you know, he's he's put together, he's uh, you know, stacked and strong and still just uh, didn't quite have that you know the the seasoning in the cage that Butry does even though Butry is probably the younger guy you know he's been out there a lot of times um and after a uh, scramble on the ground with about 20 seconds to go in the first, Buttry picks up a submission win, and that's that's a rare rare thing for Chris Buttry. Usually, he doesn't win by submission, and this this case he did. He got a rear naked choke with about 20 seconds to go in the first round to get over the 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 hump to uh, four and three. He gets his record above 500, and uh, also snaps a three fight losing streak. So congrats to Chris Butcher. I'd like to see him uh, get back in there soon. We will see uh, the Blue Angel back in action very soon. He'll be up on June 7th taking on, um, man, uh, the uh, what is it you guys call him? The ultimate adjudicator or uh, uh, Darren Hastings. I call him the hammer of justice. But uh, Darren Hastings will be taking on Drew Charnas at Valor 60. So we're going to get to see Drew turn around real quick. Uh, Mark Logs, your thoughts? Well, I'd say Darren Hastings is probably doomed on that, just to be fair and clear. I mean, that kid came
5: game and for having never fought before, he he was pretty game and I was super impressed just by Chris Butchery's resolve. Uh, I spoke or I spent most of the night on Friday night with Chris Butchery me and David Robbins and we're just basically just trying to feel out like where his head was and he had a lot of uh, self-insecurities about it, but I feel like a lot of those got wiped
1: away in the fight, and I look forward to seeing him come forward. That's not going to stop that losing streak, for sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. Excited to see both these guys back in action soon. Uh, for the picks... It was uh, Jeff and Mark both correctly picking Butchery. Greg took the chance on the Blue Angel. It didn't pay off this time. Uh, So those guys make up one there. That brought us to our next bout, which was a a lightweight bout. We saw Andrew Sturdivant. A, uh, a regular figure on pretty much every show we do. Uh, he uh, took on Clay Malone. It was the first time we posted someone from Triad uh, Martial Arts down in Alabama. I was excited to have them up. They were really great to work with. Uh, Clay came in at one and zero. Sturdivant came in at two and three. And this was a good one, man. It was it was back and forth. We got a unanimous decision at the end of the night for Andrew Sturdivant, who evens his record up at three um, and three, and I may I know moved up to one fifty five for this fight. Uh, from 145 where he normally is and uh, I don't know maybe that made a difference in his gas tank a little bit because he was uh, you know uh, he was uh, was able to go off not that he's never gone three rounds but he was going strong for three rounds uh, but uh, he gets the win moves to 3-3 three three, Clay Malone also now at 500 at 1-1 uh, Jeff Hobbs well before we go to Jeff I will say that all three panelists took Andrew Sturdivant to correctly uh, Jeff Hobbs yeah, it was a good fight uh, you
0: know reminiscent of the first fight of the night, uh, with, uh, you know, Wallace and Rivera, it was just, you know, very, uh, evenly matched fight. Uh, didn't have a problem with the unanimous decision, but I'm not sure that, that I saw it 30, 27, um, as two judges did, but I had no problem with the 29, 28 or the decision, because uh, it was just a really, really good fight. Um, I think if, uh, Malone had of uh, really continued, he was having success with uh, the high kicks, you know, um, and I felt you know he kind of abandoned those if he would have just kept on uh, mixing up his kicks. Uh, you know maybe he could have uh, taken another round. I'm not sure, but all in all it was just a very, very well put together fight, uh, very evenly matched uh, and definitely entertaining,
1: you know for everybody to watch. No doubt, no doubt that was uh, that was that was one of our our few decisions we had that night. Uh, it brought us to our final amateur bout, and the, uh, it was uh, one that we had a little heat, had a little bit of heat on at the weigh-ins. Josh Miller uh, was 2-0 coming into this out of KMAA. He was taking on Pat Johnson, the local legends in uh, morristown tennessee he was one and two coming in uh pat johnson overweight uh in this one and by a, a decent amount but uh josh miller accepts the fight uh, regardless uh we got a little bit of uh, a little posturing at the weigh-in uh give us a little bit of heat there going into that fight but uh, ultimately it was a late submission by rear naked choke for josh miller who uh, moves to three and zero now? And uh, man, uh, there's some fights I'd like to see Josh Miller in. You know, to, something that comes to mind is a you know a, a Colton Dunn who is moving down to 170. Uh, I'd love to see Josh Miller Colton Dunn, uh, who's three and one. The records match up. Uh, I think it's a really good fight. And uh, I'd like to see the winner of that go against like an Emery Norad for the belt. You know, both guys at that point would be up at that four um, and O four one level. And Emery's, you know, I think he's four and O two. So uh, that would be that would be uh, ideal. I'd like to see that happen. Uh, Greg, your thoughts? Well, shit! I keep I keep forgetting the damn pick. Uh, all uh, let's see here. All the panelists had uh, had Josh Miller. All were correct.
4: Greg. Uh, Josh Miller uh undefeated proves again, you know, he's he's kind of a sleeper, you know, he's real quiet, he don't say a whole lot, don't, you don't you don't hear about him a whole lot, but he's been uh he's been winning, he's been and uh and Patrick Johnson, you know, he coming in as much over he's he was is, um, I don't care if you're an amateur or not. It's you know the professionalism of making ways, something that you need to do. I don't know. How he got there or why he got there, but uh, you know I didn't know his backstory for that. But I will say that uh, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna you know commit to a weight class, you need to make weight. Um, but uh, Josh Miller still fought him uh, when he was almost 10 overweight, <clears throat> 10 pounds overweight. So uh, and like we said, if Patrick, you know, we'll get you know just lose some of that, lose some of the excess on him, he he would you know he could get a little bit more umph than his uh and you know some some get-up in him, and uh, I think he'd be a lot better off. But Josh Miller just kind of poured it on him there in the uh, the first – I uh, real quick fight, actually, of two and a half minutes. You know, right, it was a two twenty six in the first round. And uh, <clears throat> I just think the, the ground game of Miller was just too much for Patrick Johnson. Standing there about even, but when we went to the ground, uh, Patrick <laughs> – He's like a bulldog though, man, and he's got some tree trunks for legs. Uh, oh yeah, he's strong. He's strong as crap. I know the dude's strong as hell. So you know, Miller even said he goes, "Ooh, come over to the side." He goes, "That's that's that's big." He's a big, big for me right there. That's a big <laughs> fight. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed that fight. It was fun. Uh, there was a lot of emotion in that fight right there. Uh, <clears throat> after too, you know, poured off into the crowd up there at the uh, up there in the Smokies. Man, he had somebody get mad. <laughs> but hell uh, you know, that was a good spot though anyways. I just uh hope that everybody's cool man you know and uh I enjoyed that one.
1: Of course, that brings us to our professional bouts. Uh, leading off the pro card, we had the debuting Caleb Miller out of KMAA, and he uh, was making his pro debut after an undefeated amateur career, taking on Billy Two-Tone Combs, 0-3, looking for that first pro win. Uh, Billy was game there for about a minute or so, and then Caleb was able to get, uh, you know, sink in an arm triangle after working a little bit and uh, and get the submission. Billy didn't take a whole lot of damage there. Caleb made uh, pretty quick work of him, though, and, and stays undefeated for life. He is uh, now one and zero as a pro after being undefeated as an amateur, and uh, he's a guy that I would imagine is going to be ready for a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, you know, didn't take any damage himself, and uh, probably would be looking to get back in there uh, quickly. Uh, impressive performance from Caleb Miller. Uh, didn't have to cut any weight for this one hardly, as this one was at 170 pounds, and so uh, he's generally a 155 uh, Let's see, Mark Laws, your thoughts? Uh, for the record, all of the panelists took Caleb Miller; all were correct.
5: Yeah, it, I couldn't believe it really because we, we went over the game plan with Billy and he did not implement any of it nor even, even think about trying it. I'm not sure why you go in there and try to wrestle with Caleb Miller, uh, but uh, the same result was, was inevitable anyway.
1: Caleb, uh, congratulations to him on that uh that big win and Billy will be right back to it uh here in a couple of weeks. Uh you know, uh have car travel. <laughs> Billy will be back in there June the 7th uh as he takes on Keith Olsen at uh, our Valor, Valor 60. Oh, Lord. That's uh, way here. Uh, <laughs> oh, moving on to our first female professional bout, it was Emily King, uh, moving, uh, her record up to two and three. She came in at one and three. Now she's two and three. That's two wins in a row, uh, as she defeats Anastasia Bruce, who falls to Oh and three, uh, with a rear naked choke submission in the second round. Uh, first round had some scrambles, you know, um, Anastasia survived a very near arm bar attempt and, um ultimately, um, it came out the back door there, right at the bell, uh, what ended up being an early bell at that we had a, a time keeping, um uh, snafu, uh, that sent us to the second round. And then, uh, about, uh, well, I guess it was about a minute and a half into that second round. Um, Emily was able to get that rear naked choke, got Anastasia out of there. So congratulations to her and congratulations to Anastasia. I thought that was a uh, definitely her best performance yet. Uh, since we've seen her, she was uh, definitely competitive in that first round. And uh, you could tell uh, by her reaction afterwards that she was happy with the performance. So congrats to both these ladies. Uh, for the record, all panelists took Emily King, Jeff Hobbs.
0: Yeah, um, yeah uh time gate here um uh, <laughs> time gate, uh, gate. Yes. Yeah, um you know it's just disappointing that that happened um because like you like you just mentioned at the moment that uh the inadvertent uh bell well i wouldn't say inadvertent i think it was purpose purposely just just incorrectly rang um Anastasia had gotten out of that arm bar and just had quickly gone around and taken uh, Emily's back. So, I mean, I hate it for her. I'm not sure the outcome would have been any different, uh, but it could have been. And, uh, after such a good showing up to that point, uh, I would have definitely been interested to see, you know, how the, um, how the fight played out, you know, had she gotten that position and, and, you know, possibly, who knows, been able to secure something. So, um, like I said, the thing is, is Anastasia Bruce is a you know a great human being, great girl. Um, she she didn't complain once uh, about the bell ringing, um, didn't complain once after the fight was over, and uh, it, it looked like thoroughly enjoyed her time in the cage and was happy with her performance. Um, um, but I would have been interested to see, uh, you know, how the rest of that round would have played out. But congratulations to Emily King. She's, you know. I'm sure her goal
1: right now is just to get back even, and she's well on her way. Yeah, she's one away, and she'll be, get that record back up to five hundred. Uh, moving on, we had we had another quick one here. Cody Durden moves up to eight and two uh, with a uh, right at almost a minute fifty nine seconds it took him to get the arm bar on Jeremy Rogers, He falls to zero and seven. Uh, Cody Durden with a, a nice fan base there. You know, he's a guy with a lot of bravado, a guy that is uh, you know he won the King of Sparta tournament. Uh, it comes from a great camp there an American Top Team, and uh, you know a guy that's looking to. Uh, a guy that's looking to the, to uh, to move on to the big show, and I think that we'll see him in that big show probably before the end of the year, to tell you the truth. You know, at 8-2, and two, he's got some good wins. Um, and, uh, you know, Jeremy Rogers, we're going to see him with a quick turnaround. He'll be taking on James Adcock here in about two weeks at uh, Bauer 60. And uh, for the record, all of our panelists correctly selected Cody Durden, who also has called out the winner of our next fight. We'll talk about that here, I guess, after our next fight, though.
4: Uh, Greg Hopkins. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like we said, Cody's just uh, way too much arsenal in this fight uh, for, for anybody. Including a guy that was 0-6 coming in here, and uh, it's hard for Cody to find a fight these days. But uh, Jeremy Rogers is the guy who stepped up and said, "I don't give a shit, I'll fight him." So yeah, fight whoever. I mean, yeah, but it, it, it is hard for Cody to find a fight. There's a lot of you go up to you know you get a phone call, and I mean, in one of those losses for Cody, you know, he got he got caught in a in a choke, and uh, it was a uh, you know he probably shouldn't have lost that one. So I mean, that second loss is kind of suspect on Cody Durden, but uh. I mean, you get that phone call. I got a guy, you know, he's eight and two. and should, probably should have won the other one so he should be about nine and one. You wanna fight him? And a lot of people are like, I don't know if I wanna fight him you know, with that record and you know, ruin my my record this and Jeremy just steps up and fights anybody.
1: Of course, that moves us on to uh, the aforementioned fight that he called out the winner. It was Dre Miley taking on Diego Batista. Uh, one of the best fights of the night, really back and forth fight. Um, it was Dre Miley improving his record to six and two, uh, representing KMAA there. He gets a unanimous decision win over Batista, who falls to zero and 2 uh, bautista Batista's got a very deceiving record at zero and two. I mean, he's tough a tough motherfucker, you know, he's good. You know, 0-2 doesn't do him justice. Dre and Miley had to dig deep and and uh, really, really give everything he had to get that win. He was exhausted. Both these guys were exhausted at the end of this fight. They gave it all they had. And, um, you know, I had it one-to-one going to that third round. I had it one-to-one with about two minutes left in the third round. It was so close. Whoever wanted it the most, uh, and that was Dre Miley on this night, moving to 6-2, and two, and then being called out, by Cody Durden. Uh, Cody Durden wants Dre Miley in that in that cage for the one thirty five title, you know. And I he had eight and two versus six and two, you know, that's a fight that uh, would be worthy of it, I think. Uh, Mark Walls. Oh, hold on, hold on. We didn't do our picks here. It looks like um, looks like all the panelists took Dre correctly. Mark.
5: Yeah. How good did you feel about the Eastwood man uh, in, to come into the role to face a, a tough Dre Miley man? With a, with an zero and one record, I mean he looked fantastic. He's crisp stand up. Uh, he transitioned well. I thought he he thought his wrestling was okay. I mean better than I thought it was going to be. You know I figured Dre was going to going to be able to control him a little bit better than he did. But you know that's that's the kind of fight that Dre needed. If a Cody Durden or someone like that is on the horizon for him, you know he needed somebody to go out there to test him and, and get the knock out the cobwebs a little bit and make sure he's still uh, staying on pace. So it was a great fight, probably fight of the night for me. Um, I love both those guys, and it was great to see Dre get
1: the win, though. Of course, that brings us on to uh, our next female bout, and this was the fastest fight of the night. I, I stepped away thinking that we were probably going to get a little bit of, you know, some rounds on this one, and uh, it wasn't very long before I heard that it was over. Hope Chase evens her record to 1-1 one one with a 9-second knockout. Of the debuting morgan hickam of kvaa uh, hope chase representing her family's uh, dojo the white viper martial arts in pittsburgh pennsylvania a pleasure to work with them and hey this girl was intense you know i mean she's put together and she was like stalking the cage like you know stalking around the cage like like she was about to kill somebody and uh she she, she man she came out just Super aggressive, uh, clips Morgan Hickam, and uh, she just wasn't able to recover. It was just like, a like she just blitzed her, you know. So, uh, Hickam, of course, that's her first loss ever. She was undefeated coming in as an amateur, and it fought some pretty tough competition, as we as we said in the preview last week. You know, Hope Chase also was a decorated amateur, she was undefeated 4 0. So, uh, love to uh, have Hope Chase back, and I'm sure we'll see Morgan Hickam back. Uh, real soon as well. Uh, both these ladies with bright futures. Uh, for the picks panel, it was Jeff Hobbs, uh, the only uh, one to pick Hope Chase as Mark and Greg had Morgan Hickam. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, intense or batshit crazy. There's a fine yeah. line between that. Yeah, and Hope walked that line. That's <laughs> for sure. Uh, it was, like I said, just crazy slash militant i don't know what it was (laughs) the the high knees stomping around the cage it was crazy man but um you know i'm trying to act like a a soothsayer here but i mean it played out exactly like i you know had anticipated uh in the preview show was if she rushed her and closed the distance uh you know that's that's what i saw coming and that's exactly what she did she did not Try to feel her out. She didn't try to keep her distance and work a jab. She blitzed her, ran right at her, and just smothered her. And uh, that's about all you can say about nine seconds. Um, I just Morgan's Morgan has not had that. Morgan's always been kind of the bigger, rangier fighter and uh, been able to kind of start start slow and and kind of point her opponents. And uh, that was new for her, and uh, you could tell she just she couldn't react quick enough. Of what was coming at her and that's what you get, nine second TKO.
1: Of course, up next we had 165 pound catch weight. The returning Josh Steele, who hadn't seen action in in years, uh, coming out of uh, front line MMA in Coburn, Virginia, makes his pro debut uh, and moves to one and zero with a, an Americana submission over Chris Wolf, who falls to two and two from KMAA. Um, it was uh, Josh Steele coming in looking jacked, man. I mean, like last time we saw that guy, he didn't look like this. this I mean, he looked. I mean, he was jacked, and uh, it comes out there. I uh, was able to to wrestle Chris Wolf down and get that Americana for the submission, and then in his oh, this was the one. It was, <laughs> it was, and his celebratory backflip, he he broke the, the shit out of his foot, bad. Uh, According to <laughs> Mark, it was real bad. Uh, so it was kind of like overshadowed, you know, an, an impressive win over uh, a Chris Wolf that had won two and coming in on a 2 5 win streak. Uh, you know, Josh Steele comes in, puts an end to that in Chris Wolfe's hometown um, and then it's all just kind of forgotten about with the backflip at, or the failed backflip at the end. All all that aside, uh, congrats to Josh Steele um, for his pro debut win. He still went out there and got the job done and looked like he was uh, he was really prepared for it, for sure. Uh, looking at the picks, it was only Mark Walls. No, I'm sorry. Greg had, him. Greg had him too. Greg had him too. I'm sorry. Greg and Mark Walls both had Josh Steele. Jeff, uh, Hob, was the only one to take Chris Wolf. Uh Greg, your thoughts on this one?
4: Um, yeah, Josh Still, uh Last time I seen him, yeah, he he didn't look as as daggone thick. He was he was uh, he's been hitting the weights, or he he got he got a lot bigger from the last time I seen him. And uh, I think to Chris Wolf he I think he needs to uh, he needs to get. I don't I don't think he needs to be taking any more fights at 165 or anything above 155. Honestly think he needs to step down to one forty five, Chris Wolf does, because uh still a really good fighter, but you know, just the size difference uh, that still had over him was uh was too much. But uh yeah, the backflip was uh probably one of the highlights of my night. And uh I and I didn't even get to see it. I was uh I was looking at Chris over there and and uh just just watching him and everything and then I heard the boom and when he landed and then Justin was just like he just he just did a backflip on <laughs> it. <laughs> but oh my God! Anyways, uh, uh, the, it was an outstanding performance uh, by Josh Steele, and uh, the, it, it really was. It was uh, up until the back it was a good performance. But uh, I mean, we just we just, just got to act like we've been there before and don't get too too excited. I know it was a it was a big it was a big event. It was a big deal, but uh, it was it was a uh, it was a good uh, good performance by Josh Steele overall. <laughs>
1: And uh, of course, that brings us on to our light heavyweight battle Man, talk about like two freaky. Things happening in a row. Uh, we we had it here. Uh, it was the one that I was really looking forward to as well. Light heavyweights. Eric Olson, Blood Axe, all the way down here from Long Island, New York, uh, taking on Big John Hall from Newport Combat Club. These guys, man, I was just expecting so much violence. And and you know, both these guys are, are are hitters and strong and tough. And you know, Olsen's such a character. He came out in the mask, and it was just it was a lot of good buildup here. And uh, unfortunately, thirty six. Seconds in um, It looked like uh, John Hall Had thrown a kick that Eric Olsen Had caught uh, And he when he I don't know If he kind of shoved him back or Something along those lines where John Hall's Foot or his toe like got hung on the canvas, and it it was gnarly. Like, the bone and shit. I'm glad we're going to Mark on this one because he can describe it, I'm sure, just even in more gruesome detail. But, uh, obviously, John Hall unable to continue at that point. So, we had an injury TKO um, uh, decision. Eric Olsen, that is his first pro MMA win, climbs to one and two. He'll be the first one to tell you he is not happy about winning like that at all. In fact, would be more than happy to just not even – be credited with the win there uh wants that rematch wants to run it back as soon as john hall's ready uh condolences there to john hall i i it, you know he had a real big crowd there uh, as close to a hometown fight as he'll ever have and for that kind of fluky thing to happen it's uh it's certainly tragic um mark your thoughts yeah, man. Oh, hold, on. hold on. I'm sorry. Before, before, let me go to the. Let me, let me see who everybody picked. Um, Jeff had John Hall as well as Mark, but Greg actually had Olsen here, so uh, that that got Greg another one up there. Uh, Mark. Yeah,
5: yeah, between this and the Josh still fight, I don't think. He's usually going to come in threes, you know, so that that was my biggest concern. The two rap and the what's going to happen in the main event? But, yeah, um, yeah it, it was devastating, man. I mean, he looked like he pivoted off his, his foot to try to act kick, and as soon as he tried to pivot it, just the, the middle, of the big toe just kind of snapped. And as soon as I touched it when I got in the ring, it went right back into place, but it was the bone was showing through both sides of his toe. I don't even know how in the world that can happen, man. <laughs> 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 it's freaky. of as
1: far as the Josh deal, I mean, I couldn't have thrown that guy off a fucking skyscraper and cause that shit to happen, though. Of course, and now, uh, so you know, Eric said, whenever John's ready, he's uh, he's down for the rematch. Is that something uh, everybody would be interested in seeing? Yes,
0: for sure. Yes. I don't know. I might want to see uh, Eric Olson versus John Ivy because you want to put
1: two characters in. Oh, lord, together, man. Talk uh, about we'd have a horror movie, it'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Feature bout of the night, and this is another good one. Uh, great performance by both guys, but like stellar performance for the winner. Demir Farapagovich, the Bosnian Barcat, wins a unanimous decision, 15 grueling minutes. Uh, for Jordan Weeks there, who uh, who showed a lot of resilience, man. I mean, he kept coming forward, kept throwing, never quit. And you know, we always talk about that when it comes to Jordan Weeks. He, that's that's his that's his calling card. But uh, Demir just so sharp, uh, Everything's so clean. And you know, just 15 minutes of you know pedal to the metal, and, and really uh, touched Weeks up there. He wins uh, and moves to four and two now after. Pretty good layoff uh, from MMA competition. Weeks falls to two and three. Uh, As far as our picks go, everyone – no, I'm sorry. Greg and Jeff were both on Demir. Mark had uh, taken a chance on Weeks there. And um, let's see. Let's go to Jeff. Yeah. uh,
0: You know, Demir's had, uh, you know, fast wins, dominant wins. But I, I look at this as probably one of his best wins because it was just a complete performance by him. Um, he, he looked top notch in this one. Uh, I definitely would have picked this one for my fight of the night. Not necessarily that uh, uh, there was ever any time where I thought Weeks might have a fight, but just you know his sheer tenacity and and heart. I mean, how many times now has this kid's nose probably been broke? Because it looked like it was broke <laughs> again. Um, sure. He always no. looks like he was in. Yeah, he always looks like he's been in a car wreck. And like I said though. He's never backing up. He continues to just keep coming forward, uh, eating shots, uh, just trying to make something happen. Even if he knows he's down on all the scorecards, he's just going to keep coming at it. He's not going to quit or give up. But uh, Demir's Demir's stand-up and his striking in this fight was just probably the best it's ever looked. So even just, I think, the the layoff he's had between fights here recently and and taking that pro-tie fight as well, uh, not too long ago, I definitely uh, paid off dividends here because that was the best I've probably seen as far as Demir looking like a uh, a complete fighter as I've seen him look. So it was uh, it was impressive what he did in the in the cage that night.
1: You know, and he's one of these guys that you know we've we've said for years the the potential is there for this guy to go all the way to the top level. Uh, you know, there's been a little knock on on his uh, his work ethic in the past, but if this was any indication of that having kind of uh, turned a corner, then uh, you know we could uh, he could open some eyes, no doubt. Uh, moving to the uh, co-main event, Olivia Parker stays undefeated for life. She uh, is two and O now as a professional wins the. Uh, co-main event against Taryn Conklin, who was making her pro debut. Uh, man, both these ladies—you uh, know—they're—they're they're tough girls. You know, both of them. Uh are, are very strong, uh, Olivia is super strong, and, 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 and to the eye, was noticeably bigger than Conklin. I mean, the Conklin's put together, don't get me wrong, but reach and height advantage definitely went to Olivia Parker. Uh, she was able to get her rear naked choke in the second round. Uh, Conklin, I'd say, will be dropping down to 35-45 after this, and but Parker, I believe, will be at 45-2 before long. This one was at 150. So, uh, you know, Olivia Parker is is someone that we could see, you know, that we can see on a big show too. I mean, I, I would have to imagine. Once she shows that she can make that 145, you know we could see her in Invicta or something like that. Uh, Conklin, a highly decorated amateur coming in. Pleasure to work with. One of the most professional fighters I've dealt with. And uh, she will be back in that valor cage as well. So congrats to both of these ladies on a nice performance. And congrats to Olivia Parker. Moving to 2-0 as a pro. Uh, all three panelists chose Olivia Parker. All were correct. Uh, let's see. Go to uh, Greg. I got to meet here
4: uh, after her fight, then she was actually she's a really cool chick, man. It's uh, really stellar, and uh, she came she came ready and was game against a, a tough opponent, Olivia Parker. Man, Olivia's she's continuing to impress me. Like she really does. I, every time she fights, she 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 somehow surpasses the like how good she did the time before last. And a uh, hats off to Olivia Parker for. A good win, and I expect to see a win come out of Terrence's corner probably in her next spot. Are we going to see her again anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have her back uh, for sure.
1: You know, that's a fight I could see for Shamir. Uh, you know, that they're both right around that same, you know, pro- you know, 45, could probably even do 35, uh, but would be comfortable at 40, both would be comfortable at 45. You know, I'd like to see something like that. Uh, Definitely, definitely love to have her back. She was uh, she was awesome to work with, uh, and you know, just a just a true pro. uh, You know, he's got her shit together. Uh, Moving on to the uh, the main event, and this one was a highly anticipated one. We had uh, David Ruthless Robbins coming in undefeated, three and zero, taking on James Conway, a guy that was undefeated in the Valor Cage. He was two and zero in the Valor Cage with wins over Jason King and the aforementioned uh, Jordan Weeks. And, uh, you know, Conway's a hitter. It was definitely uh, the, the toughest test for David Robbins to date in his pro career. Uh, Conway uh, came out strong. I feel like he made a clip, David, earlier. David felt it. Uh, Conway able to muscle him down, got on top of him. And, you know, if you've seen James Conway fight, you know that his ground and pound is deceptively vicious <laughs> you know I, i've seen you know he's kind of an unassuming guy he's not shredded up dude or anything but like he has got some power that comes from somewhere that it, you know it uh, it doesn't look like he would hit as hard as he does but when he starts hitting guys they start melting you know and uh you know he, he was starting uh you know to to try to do that to david robbins and uh in the blink of an eye it was so fast uh david robbins uh, Sinks up a, a, a submission, uh, and uh, man, I, it didn't take. Let me look at the time here real quick. It was uh, he had a kimura with uh, just about two minutes and fifteen seconds in. But you know, up until that point, Conway had been, had probably been on top for a good minute minute and a half maybe, um, you know, you know, trying to trying to work ground and pound. So uh, not a bad performance for Conway by any means, but David Robbins able to show that ground prowess. You know, leading up to this, he's been getting all his wins by knockout. Uh, this time he's able to show that, hey, he can latch up a submission just as quickly as he can knock you out. Moves to 4-0, very impressive win for David Robbins. All three panelists chose David Robbins. All three were correct. we am going go to all three of you guys for, uh, for thoughts on the main event with uh, Mark going first.
5: Yeah, what a win for David man. I, that's it was so impressive to see it in that Kamora he locks on it's, it's deceptive. I mean, even even Conway said that he had no idea that's what he was going for. I think he grabs that overhook on that side and just kinda of pulls it up instead of, you know, being in control and like stepping over the head as it may be. But man, how impressive did David look. That it's a great win for him. I thought Conway came in in great shape, probably the best shape I've ever seen come into a fight in and uh he was game, you know. Um David. Jeff, yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, I don't think you can argue that up to the point of the submission, uh, had I been a judge at that fight, Connolly was up on the, up on the cards, should have been on on every judge's card at that point. Um, but you know, the same horseshoes, so uh, you don't get points for being close. Um, uh, you know, I think we talked about it last week that uh, that it was it was time for David to probably show everybody. Uh, his underrated ground game, because everybody forgets about it, and that's exactly what he did. So, uh, you know, and I've even heard that he's trying his damnedest to either fight June 7th or July 12th. So, I mean, he's, he's obviously got a plan, uh, and the plan's working, and he's trying to quickly get his record as high as it can, so uh, he can't be ignored. And, uh, hell, I don't know. guess we'll see him in July, maybe, if it's up to him.
1: Yeah, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. I think uh, you know there's a there. We are making efforts to run David book for June the seventh here in just a couple weeks. If that fails, yeah, we'll see him in July for sure. But who knows? I mean, the guy has his has his way, he's going to fight every month. He's going to be seven oh eight 0 at the end of the year. And uh, and as you see, you know, the level of competition is rising every time. You know, it's by his fourth fight now. You know, he's knocked off James Conway. And uh, you know, we keep seeing that progressive, uh, you know, step up every time. By the time he's seven and oh, 8 no, oh, he's going to be he's going to be ready for that, for that next seven competition. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on this main event?
4: I I think uh, I I agree with uh, what I think Mark said that James Conway came in here in probably the better better shape of his life right here. Uh, looking, yeah. and, I, and I will agree, he looked he. As a, uh, you know, just physically, he looked like he was in shape a lot better than he had been uh, in recent Valor fights that I've seen him in. But uh, in this, he got to find out that uh, David Robbins uh, does have precise punches and some real crisp striking, and he's not all flash. He's he's a pretty strong dude, and uh, he is very deceptive when it comes to uh, when it comes to the ground game. Uh, but Conway did fire off on the ground, uh, on some ground and pounding. He, he really did. <laughs> when he, he, I, he cracked David, I think he might've hit him with a rock and, uh, you know, and then David, you know, immediately uh, he pulled guard right there. as They were going down. And, uh, and he was, he was connecting with some, some, like y'all said, it was some pretty vicious ground and pounding. David, you know, David stayed coherent the whole time and kept working and kept working into, uh, into that Kimura right there. And, uh, you know, David got what he wanted out of that. And uh, told, how the crowd, told the crowd how he felt about the rain and everything. That was pretty funny over there. But like you guys said, though, it's going to be hard to deny David Robbins in a Bellator slot here soon or maybe future contender series or something something along the lines of, uh, you know, anything like that. Because, I mean, he, he keeps stepping up the competition. James Conway is no – There's no Patty Kate? you know, he's not a walk in the park for anyone at all. And uh, that's a big win. That's something to be proud of right there. And uh, being James Conway, that's nothing to hang your head about with a loss to David Robinson. This is one guy that you're going to see be, you know, very successful throughout his career. And uh, I was going to say that, you know, if we were going to go in the direction of, you know, five of the night and, you know, biggest winner of the night, biggest loser of the night, I was going to say that. You know, amateur wise, my father and that was a start event in Malone. Both of those guys were like right, that that whole fight was amazing. Hats off to both of them and then, you know, professional wise, uh, uh, the Dre you know, Dre Miley and Diego Batista Batista came and put on a show. He is an oh. entertainer man, and I hope we get to see more of Diego Batista. I really do hope we get to see more of him. I mean, just as as much as an entertainer that Dre Miley is, Diego Batista is, is just as entertaining and I enjoyed both of those guys. And then Biggest loss of the night, in my opinion, was the uh, the slip of John Hall when he broke his toe. I was actually sitting right there when he broke it, and uh, I saw it. And man, that was one of those stomach-turning things. I can't handle that kind of stuff. Man, that was bad. And I, I uh, before I could even think to get out my phone and take a picture of it or anything, man, I was like trying to look away from it. But I wanted to, I wanted people to see how bad it really was. Because it I, it was it was bad, I mean yeah. I wanted to, it was like the John Jones bad kind of brushing yeah. your toe thing. It, it was like hanging on. I like guess it, it was disgusting. And uh, Eric turned, you know, he got in there and he covered it up and held held the toe on his foot to make sure it was not going to fall off. So oh I couldn't get a picture of it. So that was you know I feel bad for John Hall, man. That uh you know quick recovery and uh, uh but uh and the biggest winner of the night it, in my case. Uh, my opinion, I uh, I think um, there's a lot of a lot of big winners to me in my, my opinion, but uh, I have to go with uh, David Robbins here. David Robbins, with his main event at the Smokies, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't even that fight might not even have happened had, you know, the, you know, Valerie got on what they got on and Tim done what he had to do and everybody doing what they had to do in this promotion to get things going and actually get James Conway to go and uh, know, able you know fight without without being suspended or anything like that and uh but uh yeah david Robbins got a great win over james conway and uh i hope to see james conway back in the cage too soon
1: no doubt no oh. doubt uh let's go to let's go to uh I'll, I'll bring justin into the conversation here for this last little bit here and we'll we'll keep that theme up uh we'll go to mark here uh your fight of the night for you as well as uh biggest winner biggest loser
5: uh, my father tonight's probably gonna to go to Dre Miley Diego Batista. I mean, it's hard to hard to pick against those guys. Both of them brought their A game, and I feel like the better man won. But I feel like that, that fight's a hundred times. It make it they split. Um, this win, David Robbins, I mean, to 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 show off. I mean, we were all expecting him to go out there and knock the full out. But I, I did call it. I said he was gonna catch him and submit it. You know, I, I didn't think it would happen as early as it did, but. It did and it was a great win for him and now anybody future matches with him they have to take that into consideration that that motherfucker's got them that jitsu <laughs> he can submit anybody if need be and uh he's also deadly on the feet so congrats to David the biggest loss Jesus man Josh Steele <laughs> uh, that's 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 detrimental man it's uh it was pain listen I'm in the blood and guts game and I love that kind
1: of shit both those guys him and John Hall how about shoot on both of them. <laughs> So, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Hobbs. Uh, fight of the night, biggest winner and loser. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick
0: with my uh, uh, Bosnian Bar Kent versus Jordan Weeks uh, fight of the night. Just, for yeah. the, you know, pure entertainment value for the crowd. Uh, you know, as excited as half the crowd was about Demir's performance, you know, the other side of the crowd was, you know, just in awe of Jordan Weeks' uh, Terminator-type uh, attitude uh so that, that was my uh, fight of the night biggest winner um I'll stick with everybody else and say David Robbins um, how uh how close are we from David Robbins getting to 155 is that something he talks about
1: you know I think it's possible because I mean he's he's uh you know he's made the 160 he hasn't made the 155 yet but I think it's something that he, that he definitely has interest in at least doing a fight there to just see how he feels, you know. I think he's 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 the kind of guy that that wants to feel good and not depleted out there. But I think he he's also uh, you know smart enough to realize that at 170 he could he could uh, eventually start running into some size discrepancies.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, coming up, you know, with you know the Dustin West of the world that that mm-hmm. I came up with, you you got 170 years cutting from 205 to 10. Uh, you know, that could be tough. But I, I'm just asking, just depending on what the results are this Friday night at LFA. Uh, I would love to see David Robbins, if, if they would meet at 160 or if he could get at 55, or with a Jaleel Willis. Um, I, mean, I, was, you know, I think with, a, yeah, with you know. an 8-2 record with uh, Jaleel Willis, if there was some way for them to meet up at either 55 or 60, uh, I think David more than would be more than happy you know, for the test. Uh, and I think that would be a huge fight just in the state of Tennessee uh, for those two fights uh, right there. Biggest loser, I'll definitely stick with John Hall because it just – Completely sucks that um, this guy is sitting at zero and two right now. It really does um, because he's not an zero and two uh, fighter. Um, you know, it's and you know with the crazy things that have happened to John Hall, you just you know you hate to think or wonder like is he going to be one of those fighters that you talked about? You know what could have been, uh, but just some dumb luck and an upside down record. I mean, Lord knows it'll it would take him. You know, at this rate with healing, I don't know what. You know, uh, Mark thinks the, the recovery for something like that is, but I mean, you're talking a year minimum probably to get out of a hole if he wants to continue to be a pro fighter.
5: No, yeah, no. And now, I mean, Mark, what been, would you say that would be? Three months max. It's not. It's not as it, he went and got an X-ray. There was no fractures. It was just uh, a compound subluxation, which is just a compound double uh, double dislocation essentially. But I have a question for you, Tim. Yeah. What? Yeah. What, yeah. What's your feelings on Jordan Weeks standing with Dahmer? Do you think – I mean, it obviously didn't pan out to his advantage, but that guy's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Knowing that Jameer has a – not the greatest brown game in the world, did you find it he him not try to take him down?
1: I did, actually. I did. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that I, the whole time as I was staring watching the fight, I was I was a little more surprised that he didn't just – Somehow try at least make an attempt to try to get that 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 fight to the ground, and you know he may he may have been wanting to show that he you know that he can stand with it but I would think you know by the time we got into that third round we may have started seeing a change of game plan.
0: I mean there were so many times way. though. I mean you look, Demir would shove him off. I mean he got close and yeah. got his hands on him. Demir did a really good job though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know backing off and shoving him away and and, and keeping the distance.
4: Well, Jordan, uh, Jordan took a couple of shots. He took a few shots throughout the five, but they were from so far out, and they were more desperation shots. He didn't set anything up because every time he was trying to close distance to put his hands on Demir, Demir would light him up. I mean, the, just the, the tenacity of Jordan Weeks and how he never stopped coming forward he kept the pressure. He was leechy, man, like a gnat, too. Like, he just wouldn't quit coming. Uh, you could tell it was frustrating Demir. Like, you could tell. And, uh, but every time he would try to shoot in, it was from too far out, and he'd lower his level into me and was able just to chuck him off real quick, you know? And, uh, that's one thing that Jordan's going to have to work on is his wrestling. But, uh, still, I mean, hats off to Jordan. That was, that was a hell of a fight. I would, you know, had it been more of a competitive fight, it would have been my vote for Fight of the Night. But as far as value goes for entertainment and, it's just one of those on the edge of your seats. Cause you know, at any point in time, Jordan weeks could have just, you know, you know, he's surprised he could have snapped a, you know, snatched up an ankle or done something. You know, every time he kept shooting in too, he was so low on his shot. I thought he was going to be able to ankle pick him and Demir would fall. And Jordan would get on top and maybe, you know, pull off that, you know, that just that highlight fashion reel that he did on Charlie Alexander. That was, you know, that's what I was expecting. He didn't get that chance though, but, uh, uh, that was a good fight. That
1: was a good fight. and we always uh, keep Justin off of our picks panel because he is a, a judge at so many fights. But I think it's okay to get his opinion after the fact. Uh, Justin, your uh, your thoughts on uh, fight of the night and uh, the biggest winner in your eyes, biggest loser?
2: It's hard for me to to disagree with Jeff on this one. Fight of the night goes to Demir and, and Jordan Weeks. Part of you know part of it is that tenacity of Jordan Weeks and knowing that he can you know at any time they could they could hit the mat and Jordan could snatch something up so um but Demir's not a scrub i mean you know he, he's he's well versed on the ground and um you know i don't know if it was if it was i, I don't think that that Jordan could take him down really i think Demir's just too strong um, but my winner of the night i'm you know, going with everybody with uh, David Robbins correct me if i'm wrong he's he's a brown belt right he is and uh, yeah i wouldn't be you know who knows? Uh, I know that he's flying
1: down to Israel Gomez uh, uh, for training here this week. I would not be surprised if he comes back with a different color.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing that's really wild is that everybody talks about David Robbins as a striker and, you know, he is a, you know a great striker, but I mean, he's, you know, as far as, as, as jiu-jitsu ranks go, he's as higher or higher than anybody in this area. You know, he, he's he's he, the, he, he's in his comfort zone down there too. And I think it was it was nice just for him to just kind of be able to show that. Um, and then my uh, biggest loser's got to be John Hall like like uh, Mark said it's rough to see him fall to 2 and 0. Um I don't know, you, you know, he's he's fun to watch and I uh, look forward to seeing him get back in there and, and get a win soon.
1: Well, in my, in my opinion, uh, I, w- I would have to go. Fight of the night would uh, I would I would give it. You know, I, I obviously was entertained probably more by that Demir and uh, Weeks fight. But uh, as far as uh, just you know back and forth, who knows what was going to happen, who which way it was going to go? I want to I want to go with Dre and Diego Batista there, just because it was so up in the air all the oh, way even to the last last half of the last round. Um, As far as biggest winner goes, uh, yeah, it's hard to not go with David Robbins here, moving to 4-0, defeating a very tough opponent with another first-round victory. But uh, honorable mention, I'm going to give to Hope Chase. You know, she kind of came out of nowhere here, gets a a nine-second knockout over the hometown girl, and has put herself in the conversation for, for more fights down here. You know, and 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 definitely has a is is the type of girl that you will you will tune in to watch. Uh, and uh, Biggest Loser, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with everyone on the John Hall uh, misfortune. And 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 I, I it, you know, not to be negative, but it does. I've got to agree with you, Jeff. It almost does have that feel of one of those guys that you know, it's what could have been. Yeah, you remember John Hall? He was. You know that guy was was going to be a killer, and then like you know all this shitty stuff happened. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he get back in there and uh, we get his record back up there where it needs to be. Um, and I guess uh, as we wrap up our picks here, um, our best record of the week is again Greg Hopkins. He's fourteen and three. Uh, Mark and Jeff again tie in thirteen and four. So uh, Greg extends his lead out. Uh, he is now twenty-five and four. With both Mark and Jeff uh, being twenty-two and seven. So um, it, there's a little, uh, there's another, uh, another fight cushion. He went from a two-fight lead to a three-fight lead now. But uh, yeah, another fight uh, card just uh, over, over the horizon here with with Valor Sixty coming up on June the seventh. Uh, I appreciate everybody for joining us and recapping this uh, this Valor Fifty Nine. It was certainly an eventful weekend. Uh, I appreciate you guys, said uh, joining us again. We'll talk to you all uh, for the picks panel here in a couple weeks. Uh, so thanks again to Jeff Hobbs and Mark Laws, uh, Greg Hopkins, who uh, we'll talk to more about his pro debut coming up on that June seventh card in the coming weeks, and of course uh, my co-host justin watson as well uh thanks everyone for listening make sure you uh you know spread the word uh share us on social media and you can check us out and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcast uh stitcher itunes and the like uh once again for my co-host justin watson i'm tim lloyd signing out we'll talk to y'all next week
6: This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer. Quick fix on Radio Influence. This week on Sitting Ringside, we welcome TNA Impact Hall of Famer Gail Kim. And we talk about her first foray into WWE where she won the Women's Championship on the very first night on television. Also, when she told her parents she was becoming a professional wrestler and why she waited so long. We also talk about... Starting out the knockouts division in TNA and what impact, like that impact, she had in that. Talk about different feuds, including the feud with Jacqueline and her legendary feud with Awesome Kong. We talk about her return to WWE and why it did not last very long and why she left. And also her relationship with Dixie Carter and her decision to retire. Plus, what she thinks of Tessa Blanchard and... The Recent Women's Evolution. All that and so much more. Be sure to listen, download where you can, and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Sitting ringside with David Fenzer can be
0: found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.